This is the Worldly Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Holly. And I'm Luke. Through our website and this podcast, we're seeking to connect with what worldly wellbeing means. And by listening today, you're joining us. So today we thought we'd carry on by exploring some of the themes we picked up on when we were talking about what it means to look after the world's well-being. And from that, we realised that there's a whole range of activity that we as consumers can enjoy in looking to shop more sustainably. So Luke, tell us about some of the suppliers or companies that you particularly like. So I think there's a real myth around this idea of if you're shopping sustainably, you have to buy stuff that you hate, that doesn't fit you properly or tastes awful, or is just not something that you would normally want to buy. And in the past, it has always felt like it's too much of a compromise. But there are loads of brands that I absolutely love because not only are they sustainable and they are often local suppliers, but also because particularly when it comes to the food side of things, they taste amazing. And with the clothing, I actually prefer it to some of the high street fashion, the fast fashion that's out there. So in particular, when we're talking about clothes, I love the London-based designer Alec Bisbee. He uses uh, offcuts from um, factories like felt or other random items of of material that you wouldn't think that you would make some really fabulous items of clothing with. And I've got a number of his um, really quite simple designs as staples in my wardrobe that I just go to and I can use them with anything. Can I just butt in there, Luke? Is he just a male designer or does he design women's clothes as well? So he designs menswear, but... Actually, I would say that a lot of his designs are quite androgynous, and that's partly what I really appreciate about it. So there's a a number of designs that are loosely, I would say, and Alec Bisbee might say differently, but I would say loosely based on some kind of like very Eastern styles, particularly um, the kimono style cardigans and that kind of thing. So I would say there's a level of androgyny there that I find really appealing. And also means, you know, if I ever end up at your house without a jumper, I can borrow it and look quite good. You can whack on my Alec Bisbee cardigan and look amazing. Kimono action. Absolutely. And speaking of um, the more Eastern flavours, I've recently, as we've mentioned in other podcasts, got into learning more about Japanese culture and particularly learning the Japanese language. So there are a number of bakeries that are popping up in West London in particular, um, so not too far from where I live, that explore Japanese baking. One of them is Guchoki Pan. And of course, we will put all of the names and the social media accounts to make them accessible for you. But Guchoki Pan and also Happy Sky Bakery, both based in West London, both making some really fabulous baked goods. Can I just say that I love those names? They're really cute. And the quality of the food is really impressive. And you can tell that a lot of energy and time has gone into it, particularly Guchoki Pan, who is, I believe, a newcomer into kind of their own business. They're looking at ways of being able to make it more accessible to a wider audience um, and also getting involved in local farmers markets. And then there are a couple of other brands that I love that are probably slightly larger scale than that. So Montezuma Chocolate. I know, Holly, you're a fan as well. Stop it. Honestly, their dark chocolate buttons are little drops of heaven. I love them. And I love their what they stand for. I love that all their packaging is recyclable. I love the way that their cocoa is farmed, what they do. I love the, the chocolate flavour. I could talk about Montezuma for an entire episode in and of itself. So I would thoroughly recommend them. Also, Packed 
Coffee, P-A-C-T. They work with local coffee suppliers globally uh, in a fair and ethical way and then deliver it to your door. That's where we get our coffee for our daily fix from. And then also um, back to clothing, I'm a big fan of Brothers We Stand, which is kind of like an online portal that brings together a load of independent brands that are all sustainable. Again, for menswear, um, you can kind of just pick from designers you wouldn't normally find or that are hard to order from because they're sustainable and they are small scale brothers we stand just pulls that all together into one easy online place Mm, that's a really good idea ease of shopping sustainably is really the key thing that we need because if it's tricky if it's hard work even those of us who care may not put in that effort yeah it needs to be easy and i think the process needs to be an enjoyable one too and i think one of the great things about shopping sustainably and shopping locally is that it often is enjoyable because they're often the more crafty or bespoke ends of the goods so i know that we both love rathfinney in east sussex close to where we grew up and their wine estate is both beautiful but also it's a locally produced wine and something that you can really kind of get stuck into because their values really resonate as well absolutely and i promise I won't keep banging on about wine. This will be the last time. But thinking about the English wine movement, which has really escalated in the last few years, it's not just about having a nice wine, a nice sparkling wine, but it's being able to access something that's close by that is that's significantly reduced in travel miles, hasn't come across a border. So yeah, somewhere like Rathvinny is great. Actually, in Sussex, where we both come from, we're really lucky. There's a lot of vineyards. And it's really nice to be able to see where your product's made as well. It's really unusual. How often do we go and see where the ingredients have been grown and where the ingredients are created into the product? Yeah, there's a beginning to end experience that you don't get when you are just shopping off a shelf. No, absolutely. And thinking about supermarket versus small shop, I've been trying to also use local suppliers. So last time I mentioned wine, but a local wine supplier symposium in Lewis and Sussex. It's really nice to be able to support a local business. It also means you get a more personal personal service. They now know the kind of wines that I love and the kind of wines that I don't like. Supporting local is really important. And I think in the last couple of years, it seems that we've had a bit more of a turn to shopping locally, which is really great. Some other companies that I really like, I know, Luke, that you also like this company, BAM Clothing. Yeah. It's short for bamboo, right? Yeah, I think so. All of their products are primarily made from bamboo. And these guys are really great. Not only do they have great customer service, I can only speak for their socks, which I am obsessed with. To be honest, once you go bamboo, you do not go back. I'm yet to personally find a brand with the sort of pretty dressing up clothing that is sustainable. But I really appreciate someone like Bam for their comfies and for their loungewear. Yeah, something like Bam is is perfect for, you know, your sportswear a white t-shirt those kind of really clear things that you need to have or want to have in your wardrobe and that you also don't want to just go and pick up something that is not going to ever degrade another area that we've both probably been on a journey with is skincare last year i was introduced to the company tropics i have slightly fallen in love with all of their products are vegan they are using natural um, ingredients and as a company they've made a pact to be carbon neutral which is really great although these products are slightly more expensive the amount that you use when it's a quality product actually means it lasts for just as long. So I really recommend them. So we've talked about some of the suppliers that we like, but what about changing our habits? Luke, 
How have you changed your shopping habits in the last few years? So for me personally, I have tried to, wherever possible, change supermarkets. There are some brands that I now won't shop in because of their certain ethical stances and also because it's harder to get the sustainable products I like to buy. So I've switched um, supermarkets in terms of when I need to go on a big shop. I've changed to fair trade wherever possible, which is a really easy thing to do. Do you mind just telling us what supermarkets you choose now? Yes, I think there's probably a couple that I would comfortably shop in. One of them is definitely co-op. Their their organisation is structured completely differently and they do have a large focus on fair trade wherever possible. And also, depending on where you are in the country, they stock local goods as well. If you're thinking about switching supermarkets, co-op is a great way to go because in terms of price difference as well, that there isn't that major jump that you might experience elsewhere. I love co-op. So I think also talking of fair trade, you know, I do try and shop fair trade wherever possible. And that's not just when it comes to chocolate, that's things like coffee and tea as well. Wine, often to be fair, these are luxury goods that we're talking about. But I think thinking and considering what organic looks like, you know, are you buying your eggs from a free range source? Where are you getting your meat from? Definitely questions that I've considered when I've been changing my habits. And then I think finally, the key thing for me is there needs to be a, an element of being willing to compromise. We all have got used to our immediate wants being satisfied as and when we want them. And actually, the biggest behavioral shift that I've needed to adopt is this sense of I might have to wait for something that I want or I might not be able to get the exact thing that I want from a sustainable supplier and therefore I might have to just not have it. And I can really resonate with that change in behaviour and that change in mindset. I've come to shop in a way that less is more and quality over quantity, particularly when it comes to provenance. I really learned a lot about honey and nuts when I was in Australia, whereas before I might have chosen something because it's good for my body. So nuts are good for me, honey's good for you. Now thinking, well, it's no good if this is a good for my body, if it has excessive air miles or if its production has a negative impact on the environment. I promised I would talk about nuts last week. And I now make a deliberate effort to not buy nuts that have been farmed in the USA. I'm not saying that all farming in the USA is bad, but a lot of Californian nut farms have a really awful impact on the environment and on bees. So bees are used to pollinate nut trees, but the pesticides that are being used in a lot of these farms, they're not just damaging the air and the ground, but they're toxic to bees, which means that when bees pollinate these trees, they're getting lost and they're dying as a result. Actually, a third of every bee colony dies every year, which is a massive amount. Last year, 50 billion bees died as a result of poisoning from nut farming, which is something like seven times the world's human population. And we rely on bees. So this is crazy. It's a really scary statistic. And I think it highlights another issue that we face when trying to, to shift our patterns to be more sustainable in that you and I more often than not do not consume uh, dairy milk but the problem with things like almond milk is that if it's if those almonds are farmed in the US as you've just been articulating actually you could be doing just as much damage as some areas not all areas but some areas of the dairy industry can cause so research and and knowing where you're buying from and what you're buying is so important so it is possible to get organically farmed nuts italy and spain for example, produce them and that's close by for us, but they are a lot more expensive. So much as I love my almonds, 
I'm reducing my intake of them to ensure that I'm getting ones that are well farmed. Sometimes it's simply, I think, a lesser of two evils. Sometimes we have to weigh up. Sometimes we have to make that judgment for ourselves. Yeah. And I think that because this is so complicated, it's it's such a complex uh, landscape to navigate. We're always going to be faced with situations in which we're compromised in which we say, actually, in this situation, this is the best I've been able to do. There are so many factors that play into that, though the complexities of sustainable shopping, it's whether it's cost, access, your geographical location, all of these things, they play a huge part in our decision-making process. And at some point, you might have to say, I can tick two out of that list off right now, but I can't tick off the others, and that's okay. Being mindful of that is part of the battle. And making uh, conscious decisions to sometimes challenge ourselves and to say, well, actually, on this occasion, I'm not going to shop from Amazon because they are tax dodgers and because they treat their staff in their warehouses awfully. So I'm not going to shop from Amazon. I'm going to choose another supplier. And it's these incremental steps that add to this bigger picture. It's quite scary because I can see how Amazon could really take over. Well, if you think about it, Amazon have taken over you know, you you watch your TV from Amazon, you can get your groceries from Amazon, you can order your DIY goods from Amazon, you can get your dad's birthday present from Amazon. You can do everything through that website. And I feel like we're giving them way too much, um, like propaganda, like advertisement at the moment, because actually, as a as a as a as a model, it's terrifying. And we should be alarmed. It really is. That- it really is. I think that Amazon is the bad habit that we all need to break. And we need to be organised and think ahead. So don't leave it to the last minute to get a gift for someone just because you can get it on Amazon Prime the next day. Get your diaries out, people, and let's get rid of Amazon. So we hope that you've enjoyed hearing about some of the suppliers that we love. Please get in touch and let us know about any of the companies or the places that you particularly enjoy, any of the struggles that you've had in terms of shopping sustainably, or any of your victories that you'd like to share with us. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your experiences, as Holly said. So do write a review and rate us so that other people can engage with our podcast too. And you can find us on Instagram via at LocomotionLuca and at RomeWayFromHome blog and also by searching the hashtag worldly wellbeing and do join us again for another episode of the worldly wellbeing podcast